Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to Players Only with Chiefs Radio Network color analyst Danon Hughes. Excellent throw and catch. Just gets inside, uses his big body. No answer for number 87. And former NFL linebacker Joe Mays. Mays missed him first. And in typical North Dakota State toughness, Mays got up and stayed with it and got Newton from behind. Players Only, presented by U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. What's going on, Kansas City Chiefs Kingdom? We are excited to be back in studio again for the AFC Championship version of Players Only. Players Only back in the building. Each week during the season, 6 to 7 p.m. And we got the full slate in the building as well. Joe Mays, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm chilling, man. Hey, I am very, very excited to have my brother back in in studio with us. My man, Sean Barber. How are you feeling? I feel like the Wolf of Wall Street right here, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, so right before we came on, yeah, right before we came on, he said, I only come when the shows really mean something. (laughs) So that means around playoff, oh, championship he's a diva. game. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, a, he's, he's some type of Randy Moss or Terrell Owens. And oh, why you let, why you name wide receivers? Is the why you couldn't think of no come. linebacker diva? This is the first. Oh, he he broke the mold. He broke the mold. Sean Barber in the building. What's going on, Barbershop? Hey man, love being back with you guys, man. Love the excitement of the players only show, man. Obviously. Hadn't been able to be back in the studio, but I've been listening, man. Like I said, I'm a P1. I'm a, I'm a loyal listener, man. That's so what I'm talking about. Y'all been chopping it up. Y'all been giving the fans what they need to know to be ready for the game each and every week, man. I love that. Well, we appreciate it. We're glad you brought two cans of Lysol in here with you. Yes, sir. Spray everything up because we don't want that cooties. We don't want those cooties that you had <laughs> over these last three weeks. But, yeah, we are back, players only. For the new listeners out there, we are here each and every week during the regular season or during the entire season now that we're in the playoffs. And we are just a roundtable discussion chopping up what is now just all about the Chiefs and the Bills. We may talk a little bit about the Packers and the Bucks, but the first quarter of this show is brought to you by U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help. Turn it into your next pursuit. We also have the text lines open. The phone lines are open. Last week, we had an outstanding amount of callers and texters, and we really appreciate it. And we know there are people out there in the Chiefs kingdom and Chiefs fans that are listening on the Radio.com app that may be feeling a little anxious, maybe have a little excitement now, but they got something on their mind that they want to talk about about this Bill's Rematch, and we're going to cover it all 
as well. So we appreciate the calls, the text, 913-576-7610. That's 913-576-7610. As Joe gave Barbershop a handshake and then quickly picked up the hand sanitizer. Oh, yes. yes. Joe, what you think about uh, this entire week coming up? I know we got a long show. We can talk about every aspect of this Chiefs matchup. The questions, the answers, the mm-hmm. retributions, the side stories, all that good stuff. What you got? You know what? I'm looking forward to seeing how, you know, the guys that's in the concussion protocol respond. Like, so, of course, we're going to talk about uh, Mahomes, how he's going to respond to, you know, practice this week going into the game. We're going to talk about Brashad Breeland. I, I wonder, you know, I just want to know how they truly feel because at the end of the day, although they did get a concussion, they're not going to miss this game for, for nothing. I don't care if you broke a leg. <laughs> I don't care if you if you fractured your wrist. I mean, it doesn't really matter because this is one of those games that you got you have to play in no matter what is going on with you and your body and your head. It doesn't matter. So I'm just looking forward to seeing how they're going to respond throughout the week, how they're going to respond when it comes game day, um, and, you know, how the, the Chiefs are going to respond um, and how they're going to play. So this game won't be the same game as they play in week six. Yeah. It's going to be a completely different game. That game, you know – it was snowing. It was not. It was wet out. You know they had to run the ball a lot more than they than they initially needed to, and the Chiefs were able to you know come through that game and win. But this game is going to be completely different. It's going to be a different way of, of attack. Um, it, it's going to be a lot more passing, a lot more throwing. Of course, they're going to have Mahomes back out there, so it's going to be um, you know a different game plan. But like I said, you know I'm looking forward to seeing how the guys respond, and 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 that right there is going to let me know if they're going to be ready for the game or not. I think uh, um, kind of piggybacking off what Joe said, man, I think you're going to see two gunslingers. I think it's going to be the OK Corral. Yep. Um, it's going to be a shootout. Um, it's going to be what everybody expected, the, the the Browns, the Mayfield versus Mahomes, that Texas Tech versus Oklahoma shootout to be last week. It's going to yeah. be all that and then some uh, because I think this young man is a talented uh, quarterback. I think – uh, Josh Allen is one of the unique rising stars in the NFL as far as being able to be able to put the ball anywhere and in, 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 in any of the, the deep segments um, off of back foot, don't need to plant right. It's just he has that flick and the ball goes, man. So, uh, I mean, they're putting plays. They got some they vertical threats to be able to take advantage of that. And so I, I think that the game plan for them is going to be to just uh, try to make it a shootout, try to get the points, uh, 45, 50 points on both sides, and just see – uh, when when the dust settles, who's who's winning? So, uh, luckily, I think that our team is going to be the, the 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 more well rested, the more prepared team when it comes to being able to execute at a high level for all four quarters. Yeah, I like the I like those uh, just those thoughts about this game. And there's so many layers that we can tackle, and we'll get into. The, remember, the text line, phone line is open nine one three five seven six seven six ten. You know, one, I find it interesting, and I've been making a joke about it. One is that the old man bowl is on in the afternoon <laughs> and the young gun bowl is on in the evening. Like the old man got to go take a nap. They got to go back to yep. bed. They got to get get to uh, Ruby's Cafeteria for the senior <laughs> discount or <laughs> something. So they're going to have them on in the afternoon. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. History Channel, check yeah, it out. It's on the History Channel. <laughs> and then they get to the prime time game yep. between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And I think uh, also 
this is a replay and a remake of week six. Like you mentioned, Joe, not just with the Chiefs, but that's when the Bucks played the Packers was week six as well. Yeah, so yeah. you have that yep. dynamic in play also. And I just think it's a great matchup to me for the most part. I think maybe some people had the Saints, but for the most part, the Bucks and the Packers, I think from the beginning of the year, people probably would have thought if you had a gun to your head and had to bet on what two teams you would have represent the NFC, I would I would assume most people would have said Bucks, Packers. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs, Bills, not sure if the Bills would have been on there, but I think they had slowly became – the darling of the NFL, the darling of the U.S. in regards to that other story. Because you can't have, let's just face it, we have an hour show each and every week. You can't have four hours of show on ESPN or other outlets, Fox or what have you, each and every morning and always have the Chiefs as the best team. Yeah. Like, that that goes away quickly in 15 minutes. Yeah, now what true. do you do for the rest of the other three hours? So there have been times where you, you've seen the Colin Cowards and you've seen – you never see Nick Wright. Nick Wright always is pro-Chief. But Colin Coward, uh, you know, Skip Bayless and other people on TV – Try to find a way to go against the Chiefs because they just can't. They just can't be homers because that wouldn't be w- worth a, a four-hour show. Anybody uh, tuning in? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I kind of always go back to gun to my head. I got my house on the line. I gotta bet it, do or die. What am I gonna do? Right. And I would venture to believe in the most quiet, quiet places of their minds, all of those analysts, mm-hmm. pundits, whatever way you want to call them, would pr- pick the Chiefs. And it would be justified. Yeah. They've been the best team in the NFL. Put aside all the garbage about how, how, how the wins that they're winning, close games. Mm-hmm. You win games, you play to win the game, as Herm said. And they've done it to the extent of, really, I only consider them losing one game. Yeah. You know, they lost to the Chargers at the end of the season. That's the backups versus the starters. Yeah, that's I don't really count it. Yes, they got two losses on their record, but really, they lost one football game by eight points. And so they've been the best team. But this Bills team, they, they're fighters. Yeah. Besides the Arizona Cardinals, Hail Mary to um, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, that's the only game they've lost since they played the Chiefs. Yeah, so they've gotten better. They've gotten better. And we all know a lot of times in the playoffs, it's not about the best team. It's about the hottest team. Exactly. And so there's an argument for many people to wonder if the Bills will show themselves as the better team on Sunday evening. Now, I am of the school of thought, and I know a lot of people in the Chiefs kingdom we believe the Chiefs. We believe in the Chiefs. We know that the Chiefs can show up a healthy Patrick Mahomes, healthy Tyreek Hill, healthy Travis Kelsey. If we're able to get Clyde Edwards-Alaire back, he's practicing. If he's fully healthy, and now you have a one-two punch with he and Darrell Williams, yep. I'll put us up against anybody. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, and there's not a whole bunch that the Bills can do about that. Um, one thing I will say on your comments, Joe, that I think is a little different is that although there will be aspects of this game that are different, and I get where you were saying the weather, we ran the ball over 200 yards rushing. You know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I believe, had 164 yards rushing. Yep. Uh, this is the one game that if you look back at the, the schedule 
and, and Barbershop, I know you do a great job on the pregame shows and Chiefs Rewind. Everybody out there, listen to those as well. Uh, the Buccaneers and the Bills are probably the two teams that did not or would not ever change their game plan to face the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. The reason why is because they are the two teams of all the teams we played that rely heavily on their quarterback. Yeah. Not the not the the Browns who run the ball to pass the ball. Yeah. Even though they re relied heavily on on Baker Mayfield which was dumb and we'll talk about that a little <laughs> bit as well. Um the, the the Bucks and the Bills are throw teams to run. Mm -hmm. they, they let everybody know they don't really care to run the ball. So you don't have that situation coming into effect where you're bringing a team in and they're going to go against themselves. So this is one of two times that the Chiefs will face a team that that team is showing up off the bus throwing the ball. And we are a team that throws the ball to run the ball as well. Yeah. So you already have that kind of dynamic that can make for some really, really cool football on Sunday night for the right to go to the Super Bowl. So I, um, we'll get to other parts, the defense of the Bills, the offense of the deal, Bills, specific uh, aspects of them. But uh, I see that as a dynamic that we're going to – that we are going to see a shootout. Of course. And and there's some weather uh, issues in, in regards to – I think it's supposed to be around a 40% chance of rain that could possibly turn into snow or sleet or whatever else. That could be a factor. But though they're not going to – <laughs> they're not going to get off the plane and get off the bus and come in here and try to do something different than what got them here. And I think that's that's what's going to make this for a really interesting a really really interesting and entertaining matchup. Do you think the, do you think the Bills are built? And this might be a question for later on in the in the show, but I I just want to get to. It. I like I like getting to everything up front. Do you think they're built for a shootout on all three phases of the game? So the the thing is what I so I, I I'm not. I wouldn't say that I'm a believer in Josh Allen. He has. He he's proven me wrong though. Yeah. Early, yeah. Early in the season, I didn't. Josh Allen, who? Josh Allen, what? <laughs> I don't. Uh, he he goes out there and he's too inconsistent to be to to be considered one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. But then, over, ever since you know after the Chiefs game, he's come out. He's played extremely well. And a lot of people would would actually consider him. I'm pretty sure everyone in that upper New York area would consider him the MVP of the NFL just because of how he's he's been able to play, how he's get the ball how he get the ball out of his hands to all his playmakers, how he continues to lead this team um to the AFC championship game and how he's done it all year long. So um it that's a question that I have. Yeah. And that's a question that's a question that, you know, y'all may be able to answer, but then again we won't see until the game until it's game time. You know what's interesting? We got to go to break real quick. You mentioned about the Upper New York being pro Bills. Mm -hmm. I actually saw a grid that had over 20% of the country w would want the Bills to win the Super Bowl, while everywhere else, including us, is right around 10 or so percent. So, actually, on the landscape, the California yeah. and New York and the West and the East Coast are pro Bills, and Texas. As well, so those are hated countries of our rivals: California, the Dallas, Dallas Texans, Houston Texans, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, the, the There's Raiders, some history down yep. there, 
and then obviously on the East Coast in New York. But we got Dan from KCK on the line. We'll get to you after the break. We'll be back for the second quarter of Players Only. We'll talk some more Chiefs. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Joe Mays on 610 Sports Radio. What's happening? We're back. Players Only. Joe Mays, Sean Barber, I am Danon Hughes. Players only back for the second quarter of the show. Second quarter is brought to you by our friends at U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. That was for Barbershop. Barbershop, <laughs> since he got the cooties, he is no longer allowed to have any kind of reads for sponsorships. Ah, oh, man. He's sitting over there with a runny nose like Roscoe <laughs> on Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just shake my head. Sometimes I shake my head. I ain't worth commenting. Oh man! It's all right, man. We get you. We get you some Kleenex. Yeah, welcome right. back, man. Yeah, good good we appreciate. We're good to see you, man. Yeah. You lost about what, twenty pounds. Yeah, man. I'm a little lighter version of myself, dog. You know what I mean? Sometimes you know my appetite gone away a little bit. I never lost my my, my sense of smell, my sense of uh, taste, any of those things. But just overall, my appetite just got, you know, decreased a little bit. And so I was just. Not a little bit. A, a lot. lot of bit. Yeah. Hey, man. Yeah, I, look good. I, I make this look good. Though. Well, I'm saying, though, you know what I mean? in reality, people should take it serious because you're going on, what, three, four weeks now, right? Yeah. I mean, it comes and it stays with you. Um, I mean, the, the fever, it was about a five, six day on, on and on for the fever and then obviously the chills and all that kind of stuff. And. Um, but then once all that went away and it slowly it just it, it was just a lingering fever for another five or six days until I made it through the 10, 10 12 day protocol. Um, then obviously tested negative um, last week for the game and, and was able to work the game and stuff. But just all in all, man, you know, low energy level. Yeah. Um, and then, like you say, it just takes a while for the appetite to come back and all that. So I'm just. You know, uh, like I said, I lost a couple, lost little pounds, but I still look good. And what, <laughs> barbershop on the real? What's your, what would be your words for people out there? Because you, out of all of us up here, just being real, you were probably in the best shape. You were probably the yep. most healthy. Yep. You probably eat the best. Yep. And yet you got COVID and you, it broke you down, and you're still kind of recovering. So, as far as people out there that may doubt this, may think it's just like the flu, what you got to say? I mean, you know, the, the, the sad part about it, or the or seriousness about it is that, man, like I, I know a couple guys from church and some different areas that have, you know, lost family members due to this and, yeah. and sisters and brothers and, and, and still have like, um, you know, homeboys and girls they grew up with that are on ventilator machines and, and looking for, you know, some just some comfort in, in, in their futures and stuff like that, man. Like I just if 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 saving somebody else's life is as simple as you wearing a mask. If that's it, if if if, if that's the, the difference between people getting sick and not getting sick, then I just think that, you know, just take this just take the the leap of faith and just wear the mask and do whatever you can do to help people stay safe. Um keep the spikes from spreading, keeps, you know, anything you can do as far as the hand sanitizer and keeping social distance and whatever yeah. we have to do as a nation to, you know, kind of um, you know, ride the wave and get through the spike, especially now with the, you know, uh the vaccine is coming and warp speed and all the other the other programs going to help this thing kind of um, pass as fast as possible. The last thing you want to do is beat it. And that was one of the things when I got sick, one of the worst p- parts was you have to do a contact trace of your last three or four days and find out who were you around, who have you been around, whether it's your own family, your kids, whether it's coworkers. 
and having to call those people and say, hey, you know, I, I tested positive. You got to make sure that you stay in and, and stay protected and um, and isolate yourself and and checking up with those same individuals and say, hey, man, you know, I just wanted to check with you to see if you tested positive or not. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that, that's one of the worst feelings yeah, in the world man. is that, you know, you just don't you don't want to be the cause of anybody else um, getting sick. So that was one of the tough parts. So did Pre- you get cursed out? <laughs> he got cussed out. Hey, he I got mean, cussed out that, by a few, a few that's people. A, that's a serious question. Right? Now, you know what? I'm I'm a pretty positive guy, and I think I hang around a circle of people that are very uh, faith based and stuff. And and most of them are just like, "Hey, Barb, if I didn't catch it from you, I would have caught it from somebody else." And you know, they just they. That's just how it was. It was like, nah, you know, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good. I wouldn't have been that nice to you. No, nah, I would have cursed you out. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's just me. <laughs> I would have been. I wouldn't have been that nice to you. But, yeah, we appreciate it on the real, man. I appreciate you sharing. I always say things don't get real until they become personal. Absolutely. And when you share something personal, we can say things are hitting people all over the country. But until you know somebody and know people that are affected, I've had family members pass away, had friends that are quarantined and still fighting through ventilators, all that stuff. It is real out there. So, people, let's take it serious. Social distance, wear a mask. Not everything is going to absolve you 100%, yeah. but it will. It may protect you a little bit more. So, now back to the football side yep. again. We got the text lines, the Jay's South, Jay Southland Tow Service text line, and Comfort Systems Heating and Cooling Hotline, 913-576-7610. We got Dan from KCK. On the line, what's going on, Dan? Hey, Dane, hi. Joe, hi. Sean, it's an honor to talk to you guys, especially you, Dane. Followed your career with Marty Schottenheimer. This time it's going to be different. She's going to beat Buffalo. And I'm glad you're doing fine, Sean. Before I say anything, I, I work at Handhouse. I always wear my mask and uh, sanitizer and everything, so I'm doing pretty good. Now uh, now on the game, I think we're going to stop him. I think that, uh, Chris Jones and... and uh, and Frank Clark going at a couple of sacks apiece, and uh, Tyron Matthews going to stop uh, uh, Diggs. So what do you think? I mean, first off, I love your energy. Yeah, man. Yeah, like I love the energy level. The energy level was 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 top notch, right that's there. AFC Championship level yeah. game week energy. I like it. Appreciate it, Dan. What do you think? Yeah, so, you know, what the, the guys that he named, I mean, the usual suspects, they're going to come out. They're going to make some big plays in this game. And, of course, they're going to do everything they can to stop the Bills. So, yeah, I, I, I see exactly what you just said, Dan. You know, uh, Chris Jones, he's going to come out. He's going he's gonna to be disruptive up the middle. Frank Clark, he's going to make the big plays that he's that was kind of missing um, during, during the season. And then, I mean, Tyron Matthew, you know, that he comes out and makes a big play every game. So this will be no different. Yeah, I think this game's going to be a bunch of haymakers thrown early. Um, you might see a you know, 24-24 game going into halftime. And then it's going to come down like everybody games, like, like most games with, with, with two good teams. It's going to be adjustments. Which team makes the, the, the you know, halftime adjustments to, to be able to alleviate and take away uh, the strengths of the other team? And I think when you, when you try to take away the strengths of Kansas City because everything flows through Pat Mahomes, I mean, you take away Cheetah, we go to Kelsey. You take away Kelsey, we go to Clyde. You take away Clyde, we got Sammy. Take away Sammy, we got McCole. And, and even if you try to find a way to take away all those, we still got Robinson and uh, the old K-State Wildcat that can come up and make big plays in the second half. So just the, the amount of different playmakers we have in the, in, the, in the pantry when it comes to Kansas City, I just think when you took a look at the other side of the, uh, of the field, once you get past um, Diggs, then it gets real shaky. Like, like Diggs is a baller, led the league in receptions and yards and all that, and the number one receiver and all that kind of stuff. But once you find a way to find out his concept, what he's doing, 
um, and you start rerouting him and jamming yeah. him and messing up some of his routes, I think it gets a lot difficult for that team to score. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think Stephon Diggs has become the number one in in more ways than I think they anticipated going into this season. Given John Brown the speed that he's utilized throughout his career down the field, and also one aspect in Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley hurt his knee against the Colts and has not been the same, was not the same against the Ravens as far as that safety valve, intermediate guy, option routes at five and six yards again from the slot. He just wasn't as effective. So you wonder if he'll be back to close to 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will – he – to me, showed significantly uh, a kind of a chink in the armor in regards to Josh Allen's ability to carve up defenses because he doesn't have that safety valve that he can go to on that quick option route. So I believe Stephon Diggs is the real deal. Yes, He'll make his plays. You just got to make sure that you make it as difficult as possible and get them into more predictable situations third and long where now, like Barbershop said, you can reroute digs, maybe roll a safety over, and take away his number one target. Appreciate the call, Dan. They say you drink. We got 913 says you drink a lot of coffee. Hey, that's man. all right. We like the energy. Yeah, I love the energy. I need some of that coffee. Let's go to Jim in North Kansas City. Jim, you got a theory hey, about yeah, the enemy. You're kind of opinion on this. So one reason why maybe Eric can't get a job or doesn't seem to be at a job even though he's qualified He's just, he reminds me of a person, he's going to tell you what he what he thinks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going to back down from nobody. And, and, and you know, when, you, when you're interviewing for organizations, you know, a lot of them are not real stable. And, you know, sometimes they just want to hear what they want to hear, and he's not willing to do that. He's going to tell you what he thinks and what it's really like. I don't know, I yeah. just, because I just don't know why he wouldn't get a job unless... Unless they feel that they really necessarily can't control him. I, I don't know. Well, we appreciate it, Jim. Yeah, I think we can take up the whole third quarter segment, oh, and yeah. I'd like to do so in tackling the enemy. We wanted to get to you because you were on hold for a while. But I think when we come back from break, we're going to talk about the NFL hires around the NFL and some of the new ones and maybe some of the theories that we have in regards to why those guys have gotten – or jumped over Eric Bieniemy. I have a few different theories of my own, and it's unfortunate that we're in this situation now. We still got to talk about Eric Bieniemy not being a head coach in the NFL, but we'll tackle that after the break. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Joe Mays on 610 Sports Radio. We're back. Halftime's over. Third quarter, Players Only. Joe Mays, Sean Barber, and I am Danon Hughes. We are in the studio taking calls on the Comfort Systems Heating and Cooling Hotline, 913-576-7610. It is also Jay Southland Tow Service text line. So please give us a call. We got a lot of activity. Let's go to the line real quick and tackle Neil from Lone Jack. What's going on, Neil? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I, I tell you, I was feeling really good about this game yesterday after the uh, initial um, injury reports came out, and uh, even more today. I always love listening to you guys, and in particular today, Barbershop, what you had to say on the drive, I, I couldn't agree more. I think 100%, if they don't try to be more balanced on offense, 
I think we could have a ton of success defense, defensively, and this game might not be that close. Um, just, I want to throw out a couple of things, and I want to get your opinion, guys. Uh, let me know what you think. When I'll hang up out and listen. Did Did you hang up? <laughs> we, I, I, I think you. We appreciate it. Ah, we got a, we got, we got disconnected somehow. We appreciate the call, man, and appreciate the words. Barbershop, he referenced some some stuff you said on the drive. That means you you saving your good stuff for for C Don them and you just coming in here right, all quiet. It? What's up with that? Like we get Hey the, man, I give the listeners the what they want it when they want it, man. It's, it's it was just the question was asked, like, what do I see as being something that everybody is missing? And to me, it was the schedule. Like just understanding how the, the, the psyche of a athlete works, man. Like the, the Chiefs had a bye week in week ten and the Bills had a bye week in week eleven. Since those two bye weeks, both teams have played nonstop, except for the fact that the Chiefs entered week 17 set. We knew what we was doing. We rested our starters. Going into week 17 for the Bills, they decided to go ahead and just beat the brakes off the Miami Dolphins. They didn't want to rest anybody, knowing they couldn't get the number one seed, knowing they wasn't going to get the bye week. So they went ahead and kept continuing to play through the you know wild card weekend um, and then beating the Ravens. And now they've gone nine weeks straight playing. Yeah. Where the Chiefs have gone six weeks, got two weeks off, you know, if you include the bye, and now we've played the Browns. So if you talk about, like, over the last eight to nine weeks, exactly which team is rested, prepared, and and ready to go, you know, run through a brick wall for four quarters and give you everything they got for four quarters, not just – not just come out the gates. Yeah. I think the Bills, you know, it's the AFC Championship game. They're going to be excited. They're going to come out the gates fast. But once the, the, the weight of the season, the entirety of the season starts to wear on the athlete's shoulders, you'll see it in the second quarter, and then you'll see it coming out of halftime. And I think we're just going to distance ourselves further and further as far as executing. Yeah. The, the penalties and all the flags. And all that. I think you'll see the, the, the Bills get a little bit sloppier as the game goes on, and that's when our teams will take over and run away with things. That I was like, the I like that. I like yeah. that philosophy. I'm glad you brought it to Al. You blessed us with that good stuff that you just didn't save it for C dot. <laughs> yeah. But we do have to go back to the NFL hires because Eric Bieniemy has been a hot topic. I see another text from the nine one three. Why is everyone so sure Eric Bieniemy even wants a head coach? He said he wants to be a head coach. Yeah. He's interviewed. You don't interview for fifteen different jobs over the last couple of years if you don't want that job. Um, so. I believe there are multiple things at work. One, the the credit for this offense that Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson got, Eric Bieniemy does not get. Right. I got in an argument on social media with someone about play calling, and I said, instead of going 280 characters back and forth with them, I said, believe what you want to believe. Well, Eric, then he sent me a link that said Eric Bieniemy said he doesn't call plays. I said, well, believe what you want to believe. <laughs> because here's my thought, and you guys have been in the huddle. There's one voice in the, in the head. I believe there's one voice in the head it of is. Patrick Mahomes. That can be Andy Reid. Let's say that's Andy Reid. That's no different than what it's ever been with Doug Peterson or Matt Nagy. Let's start. But just because that's the voice in his head does not mean that that's the person that is 100% calling the plays. Right. So the conversation and the communication that happens between the quarterback coach Kafka and Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid is a is a, a compilation of voices, 
and the plays can go in, well, let's start off this drive on the run, and if we can get three or four yards, then we'll go to this pass. Here, Andy, here's what I think we can run, what looks to be successful. Let's run this lead draw and maybe come back with the screen Mm -hmm. and so on because they have a tendency. Now, if that's the conversation, and that last part I said, let's say that's Eric Biennemi's voice. Who calling the plays? Eric Biennemi. All right. So just because Andy says, good, let's, let's go with that. And then he actually speaks that the words into Patrick Mahomes. How do you discount Eric Bieniemy's involvement or assume that he's not doing anything but just listening to Andy Reid? We didn't assume the same thing for Doug Peterson, and didn't assume the same thing for Matt Nagy. Yeah. But we assuming this with Eric Bieniemy. The other factor that I think has made to me, again, this the Chiefs move on to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. This story will be, if Eric Bieniemy is still the offensive coordinator of the Chiefs next year, it will be the worst story of the NFL season this year. It will be the biggest travesty in, in the NFL for 2020 season. In part, because when was the last time, and I see the text messages, 913, uh, Eric, Eric Bieniemy deserves a shot. Absolutely. When was the last time that you saw a team, the coach, the players, the star players, after a Super Bowl run that came after an AFC championship run, actively want to push out the offensive coordinator. Never. Have you ever in your life of watching football ever seen the players and the coaches and the general manager and the owner of a successful championship team say, basically, somebody take this man. Because he's that good. Like, you've never <laughs> seen that. Like, anybody that's gotten a championship, none of us have won a championship. Right. Right? Would you want to break up that? Like, really in your heart, if we won a Super Bowl and you know it's because of all of these pieces and you want to run it back, yeah. would you want to break that up? Absolutely no. not. So what? that's telling you something about the makeup of Eric Bieniemy and the fact that you have everybody in this organization loving to have him, mm-hmm. but desperately wanting him to move on to get a head coach job because that's what he wants. And then you have the star in Patrick Mahomes calling and connecting with Deshaun Watson and saying, yes, this is the dude that you want. Mm -hmm. So now I'm co-signing for somebody else, one of my own peers, to take this man to your organization because that's who you really want. Eventually, I see him taking that Houston job. Oh, yeah, I I do too. Yeah, I I just see them trying – I see them holding out Making sure they get the right guy. And yeah. Plus, they want they want to make Deshaun Watson happy. So, I see him being that guy that had over there. Yeah, I, I don't believe in you know everything that they said about him not interviewing well. Who doesn't? I mean, what what type of interview questions is he being asked to yeah. where he's not given a truthful answer? And how does the truth not end up being the right answer? You know, I don't get it. You know, whether what's real is real. What's real is real. If 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 it's an organization where you're not being, if you're not running it the right way, he he should be able to tell you that. If they're not doing things the way that they're supposed to do things, whether it's you know uh, whether it's you know the, the the plays that they run, the schemes that they run, the guys that they have in the, in the locker room, and the coaches that they have on the squad, if he's not able to say that something is lacking and they need to change it, then obviously that job isn't meant for him. Yeah, he's not meant he's not meant to go and be a part of that organization because obviously they don't get it. They want it. They want a yes man that's going to come in and continue to do things the way that they want to do things. And if you're not successful. 
then you're breeding unsuccessfulness. I yeah. don't know if that's a word, but <laughs> I'm making it a word. You made it a word. Yeah, you're I mean, right. it, it, some, something has to give, and at the end of the day, I think he's going to get a head coaching job. Barbershop. I mean, it comes down to two things, man. Like it's, 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 it's demand and supply, supply, demand, everything. He he can supply a team leadership, but one thing he's going to demand is that he has the ability to, to create a vision and that everybody is supporting that vision. If you go and do an interview and you have any doubt that the team is willing to really support your vision, then yes, you should walk away from it. And you should say, you know what, this 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 is not the great, the best. Yeah, don't take a job just, just to yeah. be a token job. Yeah, 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 just to take a job to say I've been a head coach is not what what what. If I was Eric Benjamin, what I'd be looking for because he's already in such a great situation here. He is, and he gets to work with a phenom, a phenom at quarterback. A, 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 a you know, a, once, a, in a once in a lifetime, once in a lifetime type situation. Um, I mean, think about the creativity that goes on in those rooms when they're designing the 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 shift right the ferrari left the big fish the big tuna all yeah. these the sausage play the the hungry you know, hungry, hungry hippo pig. yeah hungry hungry pig. Pig. i mean you don't see other teams doing we, that we don't hear about any other teams being created because they, they these other teams they're just trying to find a way to win, win. And we have already found that recipe. It's a vision that Andy has set. And, and, and he's saying, man, this, this guy is a great leader of men. And if your organization is not getting leadership, then, then this is the guy you need to go hire. Yeah. I ain't going to force him on y'all. And actually, <laughs> all I can do is tell you. I, I, right. I, I'm going to tell you the truth because Andy's been, since yep. I've known that man, he's been a guy. He ain't trying to keep no player from getting maximum dollars. Nope. Yeah. He's quick to tell another team, hey, man, you should go sign this guy. He's a really good player. We we can't afford him. We're not gonna pay him. So hey, it, it, it's a win win situation. He should make your your team better. He's a great player. He's a locker room guy. Whatever it is, and and, and then you just go on and go about your way. He's not a guy that that, that hates on guys or want to see guys fail. He's all about promoting guys. It's about promotion. Yep. And he sees that you know, the uh, enemy is. I mean, he, he's taught him everything he, he could he could do. And now yep. it's time for him to have his own. And and you know also not to cut you off, barbershop, but. Andy Reid has pushed out players, and those guys are doing well elsewhere when, yeah. in that situation that you're talking about. Also, uh, I saw another ringing endorsement from Alex Smith today. was on with the Houston radio station, and I believe with you along, Joe, uh, the Houston job, my understanding, is probably between Leslie Frazier and Eric Bieniemy. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if that'll, be, that'll mean that whoever wins this game this week, because Leslie Frazier is the defensive coordinator and, and Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator, who knows if it'll come some, down to something trivial like that. But I believe those two guys are, are the main two components in on that Houston job, and I'd love to see EB get it. Neil from Lone Jack, we can quickly get to you before break. What's going on? Neil, you still there? Oh, Neil's gone. Uh oh, he's Neil. gone. Yeah, sorry, Neil. Next week after this AFC Championship, and we are preparing for the Super Bowl. Please call back in, and we'd love <laughs> to get your take on this Chiefs team. But when we come back for the fourth quarter, we got some text lines to get to, and we want to tackle every bit of it, and then talk about our keys to victory for this weekend. Let's do it. This is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Joe Mays on Six Ten Sports Radio. What's going on? We're back. Fourth quarter of Players Only. The AFC Championship edition of Players Only with Joe Mays, Sean Barber, and I am Danon Hughes. This fourth quarter brought to you by our friends at U.S. Bank. Whatever your passion, U.S. Bank can help turn it into your next pursuit. 
Guys, we got a game coming up. Yep. It is game week. Mm-hmm. Sunday night football. When the old men are asleep from the early game. <laughs> the history channel. We got the young bucks, the gunslingers coming out for can, the can evening we, round. Can we quickly say what we think is going to happen with the uh, old folks, the, the geriatric Game. Go ahead. What you got on you, that? Go ahead. I think it's going to be simple. Forty, homie. I think I think it's going to be simple, man. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out slinging that thing, yep. and I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to get caught playing that same man to man they played tried against us. Oh, and <laughs> unfortunately, we've seen already that that doesn't turn out too good for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And so I, I think that I think that the Green Bay Packers beat the Bucks just the way the same way the Chiefs beat the Bucks. All right, you got Packers? Yeah, I got Packers. I mean, you can never you can't go against. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he right now he's playing lights out. He got the he and the thing is he don't really have the weapons that every other team has. That's true. And he's still making it happen. So I mean, you know, he might end up being an MVP. And if he does, it's deservingly. I mean, de- deservingly so. He's he's definitely uh came out and, and and put some things out there. So yeah, of course. So yeah, I believe the Packers. Aaron Rodgers will figure out a way uh, for redemption earlier this season. Uh, you have two teams that could battle and have redemption. I think one of them will be successful. That'll be the Packers. They got beat up by the Bucks earlier this year. But in Lambeau Field mm-hmm. in January for the AFC Championship, I know Tom Brady is great, but I think Aaron Rodgers will be greater in this game. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be the case. And then obviously with our Chiefs, I just think our Chiefs, as far as the keys to victory – we got to be careful what we do over the middle. Mm-hmm. They got some really solid, probably the more athletic tandem of safeties in the NFL in Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde. We always already saw what Johnson did with that nickelback position in 101-yard interception return. So with that dynamic and also with Tremaine Edmonds, that mid-linebacker, he really does a nice job yeah, shadowing did. the quarterback. He was responsible for shadowing Lamar Jackson in last week's game. That's a linebacker at six foot five, 250 that has the speed to keep up with Lamar Jackson, so I'm sure they're going to have him dialed in on Patrick Mahomes. we got to be careful of what we do over the middle, and we also have to protect number 15. Yeah. Now, protection isn't just about the quarterback protection in the pocket. We may have to protect them in some of the plays we call in regards to the uh, options mm-hmm. and the quarterback sweeps and some of those things. We just have to be calculated and careful in how we approach those as well as protecting him in the pocket because this is going to be a shootout, y'all. And I see the text line, you know, who cares if Eric calls plays? Yeah, we already got to that. Nobody yep. cares. He calls them. And, um, yeah, it's a travesty. And then hopefully it'll be cleaned up after this game. And he's the head coach of the Houston Texans. You heard it here first. Yes. From me. <laughs> from you. Yes. <laughs> I from said it us. first. I've been saying it all week, but okay. That's I fine. ain't claiming that. I ain't, got, I ain't got nothing to do with that. You heard it first. I'll stay out of it. All right. But everything else, guys, <laughs> I mean, I think this is going to be a great game. It's going to be a fun game. It's going to be fun to see that stage wheeled out onto the field again and the Chiefs standing up and celebrating like they did last year. Now, granted, we won't have 70-plus thousand fans, but we'll have 17,000 rabid fans there to celebrate with them. And the third year straight, first time ever in the AFC, that a third year straight you have hosting, the same team hosting the AFC championship. And you know it's only happened once in the NFC. You know who that was? Coach Andy Reid with the Eagles. Andy Reid with the Eagles. He has the record in both conferences 
for consecutive games, like AFC or NFC championship games, hosted on their field. That tells you something about the greatness that we have. And then we were talking, we mentioned during the break about some of the tree, the coaching tree we have, he has. And it kind of goes back in line with what we talked about, about Eric Bieniemy. There's a lot of great coaches. There's going to be two of them right across the field this Sunday in Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier that come from Andy Reid's teams or, or tree. So to say that tree is now all of a sudden spoiled, like it's produced Sean Payton. Yeah. Uh, Rod, uh, uh, who's the uh, Washington football team? Uh, oh, Riverboat R- Ron. Yeah. Riverboat Ron. 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 Yep. And several others, and now all of a sudden, it's poisonous. It's yeah, spoiled. It's the most ridiculous thing, and and don't get me going on another tangent because I might have to kick Bink out and stay for another <laughs> extra hour just to go through that. But this Chiefs team is ready and primed. They've been talking about it since the week after the Super Bowl about running it back, and yep. I think they're going to do it. I think defensively they, they're going to have to come out and and play this this Bills teams really well. They're going to have to have someone that that's watching uh, that's watching Allen. They 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 have to have a spy, someone that can take him down, that can keep up with him because he will he will take off, he will get some some yards with his legs, and that's where he can really hurt you um, after he looks downfield. So they're going to have to have someone that keeps him in the pocket. The D line are going they're going to have to get a nice little rush on him. Um, you know, maybe blitz him here and there, but the disguises is going to be key. Um, because I th- I really feel like you can throw him off if you show him one thing and do another. So I think that's going to be huge for the def- for the defense. We already hit the offense. Don't get fooled by the pump. They, don't uh, get fooled by the pump. Yeah. How y'all get fooled by the quarterback pump, jump up in the air, trying to deflect the pass that he don't even throw. So don't man, get you're trying to make a play. Pump. Just trying to make a play. That's it. That's it. We got to be Bob smart. Shop, take us out, man, real quick. I'll give y'all a little nugget. Um, just watch the linebacker number 49, that Edmonds guy. He's going to be deep, six, seven yards deep. He loves that cover two drop. Yep. The easiest way to tell man zone is if he steps to step up, it's man. He's going to man. If he drops steps, it's going to zone. You can't have a clear giveaway like that way with, with a quarterback like Pat Mahomes. He's going to scar. He's going to carve this <laughs> Bills defense up from the word go until the last whistle. I'm looking for 400 yards and four touchdowns for my Pat had my homes against this sucker. <laughs> All right. We appreciate you. I love how we going out. Make sure you are back with us next week for a Super Bowl edition. One of two before the Super Bowl gets to us and we're back down in Tampa. Players only will be back in full effect. Peace. Whoop, whoop, this is Players Only with Damon Hughes and Joe Mays on 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.